0: Hey, if you're, you know, if you're getting started in real estate, trying to find your footing, the first thing is you got to figure out like, what can you do every day to generate business that you're actually going to enjoy? I knew that I didn't want to cold call, door knock in no matter what industry I've ever been in. I just really, you know, came down to like, I just take a stand against, I don't want to say it's take a stand against, but to take a stand for the idea that instead of, stepping out of our comfort zone to, and not liking what we do, maybe we should just lean into who we really are.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Agent Podcast with your host. That's me, Raymond Sholseth. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to The Agent Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Tommy out of Orlando, Florida. Tommy, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and uh, thanks for having me. Tommy, I know you're a licensed agent, but you've done things a little bit differently and taken your career a little bit differently. How did you get involved in serving the real estate community?
0: Yeah, so I actually started with really having this core desire to figure out how to build relationships and generate referrals and be able to build a business entirely on those principles. Um, cold calling, door knocking wasn't the way that I wanted to build. And so uh, I, as I started to develop that, uh, I'm in a networking group. And um, one of the, the realtor who's in my networking group put on Facebook that she was looking for a real estate coach. And I said, you know, hey, I, I don't really talk about it a lot but I, I definitely think I could help you. And um, so I, I just said, hey, I, I think it's at least worth a conversation and she agreed. Um, and so I, I started working with her and that really was, uh, that was August of 2020. And that was really the beginning of uh, jumping into everything real estate. Uh, and, and everything kind of progressed from there. So it it really happened just by lo and behold, a relationship close to me, uh, who happened to be in real estate and, um, wanting help. And I just reached out and, and offered, um, offered to help. That was the core of it.
1: (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It's organic, right? It just happened and you ran with it and took the the entrepreneurial opportunity uh, as, as it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So to, to give a little context and background, um, I've been, you know, I had been studying uh, a book that's well known in, in the real estate sphere, The Seven Levels of Communication Go From Relationships to Referrals by Michael J. Mayer. And I, uh, but I kind of, you know, that's a really, it's a book with a real estate story, right? Michael's a very successful real estate agent. And so at the time that I was kind of figuring this all out on my own, um, I was specifically not talking about real estate. Cause I was like, well, that's what Referco does. That's, that's his company. And so I didn't want to, um, I definitely didn't want to be competition. I really wanted to bring this to other markets. And then, um, so it just, you know, opportunity strikes. I, I got confident in my ability to help. And I said, Hey, it's, it's worth a shot. And, um, but it, but it really, what it speaks to is the relationship that, that I had with her, to even be willing to give me that shot, you know, along the way, having I had done a few different businesses and was kind of finding my footing into what I really wanted to do in, in uh in life. <laughs> and um, and so that was a great launching pad, you know, from there. And then since then, right, then it's that it's a a bit of a fire hose to really dig in and understand the challenges that people have in real estate, you know, and uh just how crazy the market has been and all that stuff. So it's been good.
1: So you said some key words there, finding your footing, right? Like w- what do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. So yes. What does that mean? And yeah. I think even if somebody decides they want to be a real estate agent, often it takes them a while to find their footing on exactly mm-hmm. what market they want to serve or what they want to sell, or you know, how they're going to be successful in their niche and serve their audience, whomever those people may be. One of the things I've noticed in your social media. Uh, Whichever one I look at, is this tremendous sense of growth and community. Yeah, where did that come from?
0: Oh, that's a long story. (laughs) You know, there's the short. Well, here's the thing: is like, it it actually it it was born of necessity. Um, Like most things, when we're forced into change, I think COVID did that for a lot of people. It really stemmed from. Um, my my actual background is IT, corporate IT. I worked for a, a global corporation with their uh, that had call centers all around the world, sixteen call centers around the world, and um, you know getting laid off not once, not twice, uh, but three times by the same company, believe it or not. And I was like, something in my life is not working. I need to figure it out. Um, so I just went down a deep path of. You know, the seminars that I've actually never done Tony Robbins, but I've done, you know, Millionaire Mind Intensive. And um, I uh, went through my first coaching certification with a company called Life on Fire. And I just learned from those sources. I started to really see growth is the key to to everything. Number one, that you're either growing or you're dying. And And then community really started to form as well when I started to really find like how powerful it is when you have people that align with who you are instead of just what you do. Um, And I started to find that again, kind of through that coaching journey. And so that all, that all you know, by the time I I landed here, that was all with me, all those philosophies. Um, And that's why I love what we teach about, hey, if you're, you know, if you're getting started in real estate, trying to find your footing, the first thing is you got to figure out, like, what can you do every day to generate business that you're actually going to enjoy? Because, like, I know I knew that I didn't want to cold call, door knock, no matter what industry I've ever been in. Uh, and running ads was a difficult proposition <laughs> a lot of the times. Um, and so I just, I just really, you know, came down to like, like, uh, you know, there's, I just take a stand against. Um, I don't want to say it's take a stand against, but to take a stand for the idea that instead of stepping out of our comfort zone to, and not liking what we do, maybe we should just lean into who we really are. And, and that's the foundation of the philosophies that have, that have kind of come with me that we, we don't, you know, getting out of your comfort zone should be about growth and in my opinion it is not growth to treat people like a number and trick yourself psychologically into saying uh well it's not my fault that they're upset you know i called to help no you you bothered them and like you can leave people feeling better about the interaction with you or you can leave them irritated and what's interesting is when you when you leave people feeling better you feel better too and then you don't have to get out of your comfort zone anymore because you're just leaning into what actually feels good.
1: What's a tip on leaving somebody feeling better and not interrupting them?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, attraction instead of chase. It's, um, it's like, you know, if you call the people that you already know and you're just calling to help, and I mean genuinely calling to help, Hey, I want to be a professional resource for anything that you need for your home. Or if I'm talking to a business, anything business owner, anything you need for your business. I don't ever want you to Google anything. Please think of me when you need anything for your house. And they're like, oh, yeah, great. That's fantastic. Thanks so much. I appreciate it that's so much better than like, hey, so the market is doing blah, blah, blah. And now is a great time to sell. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in doing a, you know, and doing an analysis on your house, right? Or whatever the the various scripts are. And, um, but when you're, when you're calling people that you already know, then you're not bothering them because you have a relationship and you're just calling to help. And that's the foundation of what we teach, you know, leading with generosity.
1: So let's talk about that. Leading with generosity, giving first, giving value, paying it forward, right? There's a a whole bunch of different terms that can be used for that philosophy. But if I am a new or newer agent and I'm just getting into the business and my background is in whatever, uh, I don't know. I, I worked at a grocery store as an example, right? I'm just getting yeah. into real estate, so yeah. I've had interaction with people, but I'm not necessarily a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm a little shy, but I know real estate gives me flexibility. It gives me the ability to build a business, whether I may realize that or not is a whole nother conversation. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah, for sure.
1: But what are what are some things that come to mind that you guys teach? newer agents when it comes to being generous and actually being patient and not hurrying that transaction along?
0: Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is, you know, building and, and leading with generosity. You know, when you look at, at everything as A, business development, but B, it's all about referrals. So I think the first thing, I think the first major mindset shift that that we teach, and then when, when and it's so fun when the light bulb goes on, but they really start to get it is, I understand the person in front of you might be looking to buy, sell, or invest. They're absolutely are potentially a client. But what's more important is, can that person refer? And so when your mindset is towards referrals, rather they use you or not, would they recommend you? Have you built like, known and trust with that person and communicated how you help people to the point where even if they're not ready yet, if they knew someone who said, hey, I'm thinking about selling, do you know anybody? Would they recommend you? And when you start with that, it's kind of the sell through not to idea. But starting with that, thinking about the referral and driving towards that, the sale comes along the way, right? The transaction comes along the way. Um, and so driving towards referral rather than driving towards transaction is what actually creates the transactions. That's the, that's the you know, you think about on a, you know, every relationship is, you know, this goes back to, um, it's either Stephen Covey or um, Dale Carnegie, the emotional bank account. I can never remember which one. Um, you know, every interaction you have with somebody, you're depositing or withdrawing from the emotional bank account. And so we deposit. We teach to deposit on a scale of one to ten, right? You, you know, one is like they just met you, all right. Five is like you're not really sure yet. Once you get up to an eight, you're in the referral zone. But what's interesting is that's also where the transaction really happens because business moves at the speed of trust. If they don't trust you, they're not going to hire you anyway. Um, so let's just go all the way through to a ten. How can we, how can we help build that relationship so strong? that they wanna refer you not once but multiple times and and keeping that as the focus. So the first skill that we, we really break these down into skills. And I was just talking with Michael about that yesterday about these different components of, of what we teach. The first skill is learning how to meet someone new and build a strong professional relationship right off the bat, how quickly, can you make that happen? And, and that's what our strategies teach is like, you know, all the different components. And, you know, again, can read the book, there's over a hundred strategies in there, but they're, they're all built towards, can you build a really strong one-on-one relationship? So that's like the first skill set. you know, I mean, you, I think about when, when, when new agents start and they get bombarded with, you know, the scripting this and social media that, just learn to build strong one-to-one relationships because it's gonna transfer into every other area of your business. If you know how to do it offline, then you understand how to do it online. But so many people jump online and then they're mass messaging people. And, it, and it, you know you, it's like, I need a shower when I get off of LinkedIn for God's sake. <laughs> hey, I had a guy, the irony of this one. I had a guy, so I'm in BNI, right? I'm president of a BNI chapter Business Networking International. And this guy calls me cold. Oh, I found you through B&I. I I want to talk to you about your coaching. I finally played phone tag with him. I go back and forth and I finally get him on the phone. (laughs) He's selling advertising. Like he's selling advertising to the vice president of coaching for the company that literally wrote the Bible on how to build a business on referrals. Like the irony is not lost, right? So the point being that you have to start with learning how to build a strong professional relationship, right? That's skill number one. Once you learn, so if you're new and you've got a different background, that's the skill. That is the skill to learn. And the myth is that it takes a long time to do. It doesn't. In fact, it's so much easier to meet someone uh, new and build that relationship quickly than it is sometimes to take people you already know and build that relationship. It's, it's actually more challenging to do that than to just learn how to meet new people and build a relationship.
1: Is that uh, because of their preconceived notion, yes, so to speak, yeah, of who, exactly. who you are, what you do? Yeah, you are like that type of thing. Yeah, you
0: know, maybe you've done other businesses in the past. Maybe you have no track record in business and you're making that shift from employee to entrepreneur and people people are going, i got no experience in that. And so until you really show that you can be professional and that you're having success, they they may not really be you know gung ho behind you right at the beginning, um, you know I I think to I also have a background in network marketing a similar situation often there where um, how people perceive you um, in the moment now we have ways that we help overcome that running events and things of that nature that helps to solve that but overall yeah it's because they've got a a perception they have a certain experience of you and the key like when we when we start with people we go okay you know they one day people kind of wake up and they go okay line of the sand today going forward i build my business with love generosity and appreciation and that's how people are going to experience me going forward and the people that aren't engaging it's okay you let it go and you just focus on the ones that are want to be around you that want to be in communication with you um so that's that's really the first that's the first skill right? the uh you want me to go to the second one because you mentioned no, let's
1: can we pause there for a minute so yeah, two yeah. things. Uh, Number one, you need to make shirts that say business moves at the speed of trust, because I think that is very, very important. Um, But taking that and talking about what you said, I see a lot of agents in general, um, specifically new and newer, but agents in general struggle with their existing sphere or their existing database when they're being pushed to build that sphere, call those people that know you, like you, and trust you already. And just for what you talked about, like... Your existing sphere has a preconceived notion of Mm -hmm. who you are, what you do, you know, where you failed, judging you based on your failures, having their own opinions of you based upon a track record. How do you help somebody get over that hurdle so they can draw that line in the sand and begin again and focus forward rather than keep looking and worrying about what other people Mm -hmm. think within their current sphere?
0: Yeah, so we do two things. One is it's it's going from quantity to quality. And what I mean by that is we we have people go through their list, their sphere of people that they know and really dial that in to who, like, like uh, we do a, a movie theater exercise. So you imagine that you've got a movie theater, you have 25 spots, you can only give it to your best 25 people. Who do you want in the room? You want them to be positive. You want them to be people that give you energy, not ones that drain your energy, right? You don't want the negative uh, people in the room. You want um, just who do you all dang enjoy being around? And and that's your first 25. So we start with going through the existing database and really identifying who are the people that actually give you energy that you even want to communicate with at at a high level. And, and focusing there, the, the, the way most of the time that, that new agents are taught as well, your sphere is 1,500 people. You need to get it. No, 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 no. Dial it in. We take people from you know, 14,000 people in their database. Now, that, that may include leads, obviously, at that point. but And get them down to you know, 80. And, and some, it goes even down further, especially if they don't have a big network or this is their first time in, in entrepreneurship it might dial down to five or 10. And it's scary for people to to think of that because they're thinking, well, how is that gonna, how is that gonna generate enough business? Like I, I can't live on 10 people. But the reality is those 10 people, which just goes to community, those are the ones you wanna pour more energy into. Those are the ones you wanna love on because they're the ones that are gonna speak highly of you and help you grow your network with the right high quality people whose first experience of you is as the real estate professional and that's a, that's a big important part so that's why we say build an army of ambassadors It's about zeroing in to the people you really want to communicate with the rest of the people um, you can you know there's different ways that we that, that you can do things so one thing we do typically to help really sort that is um, have people run an event um, that's the quickest way to, to also to sort through that but we basically go hey, the people that you really wanna to talk to, love on them, communicate with them, talk to them, pour your generosity into them and, and be appreciative. And the rest of the people that maybe don't engage, that's okay, just stay electronic and, and put your valuable time, energy, effort, and money into the people that you really want to be around. And, and then let that grow organically from there. And that's, that's kind of how we, that's how we overcome that, you know, how do I get started or how do you, how do you sort through? It's all energy and, and like, who do you like and starting there ultimately. And that. then it goes from there.
1: Yeah. I love that. So can you walk us through like what that referral roadmap looks like? Um, yeah, well, for, uh, for an agent, is it different for everybody? Do you, is there kind of a system that you follow that you've seen like work time and time again?
0: um yeah, so uh, let me think for a second. so uh, roadmap for fro so the the you know okay, you start with zoning in your people and and the, the core people right then from there it's all about communicating at a at a high level uh, and I feel like that's not really answering the question though um expand a little bit more what we what you mean by roadmap there's a hundred strategies sure, so you to, know, uh,
1: Maybe our our listeners are like, hey, I do want to improve my referrals. And this sounds interesting. What does that roadmap look like, right? Like, what are my steps to success as part of this? Whether they're working with you or they're going to go at it alone or whatever the case may be. Like, what are some milestones for building this referral roadmap that are important to somebody's career?
0: Okay, cool. So the first thing is always viewing your, your goal, it's, 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 you know, begin with the end in mind, right? So the first part of that really is understanding your goal is number one, referral sources, which we kind of talked about earlier, right? So knowing that you're looking to find the people that can send you business on a regular basis, not just the one low hanging transaction, which is fine. And that helps, you know, build, but really learning to build your community of people who are uh, who have that capability to refer you. And, and that's what our, our system is on. So uh, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is that they're just thinking of the transaction, but I'm going, well, who's the, you know, who's the, the financial planner or the attorneys or um I mean what are those other connections you can do from a business perspective that have the capability to send you business on a regular basis? That's a very, very, very important thing. Now, what you should do then, when you have that identified, who are those people who could send you consistently? Start with those initial, you know, 5, 10 people, whatever it is. If you're trying to get to, let's say, a financial planner, ask your best people, well, I'm looking for a financial planner. I'd like to form a relationship with them. Do you have one? Okay, yeah, I have one. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to refer that person? If they're an eight to a 10, get the introduction and meet with that financial planner. So that's, that's you know, it's one thing to approach referrals from the perspective of, you know, yeah, let every client know that you work by referral and, and run the events and all that. But it's really about building the community of, uh, there's a concept called Dunbar's 150, where you can only actively manage 150 relationships at any given time, based on the size of our brain, literally. Although, fun note: women apparently have a little bit bigger brains, so they can manage a little bit more <laughs> relationships. That's that's a footnote in the research. But anyway, so you know, from a steps perspective, it's like okay, step one, right? Identify the people in your database. Step two, run an event. <laughs> Just run an event, which we which we teach. Uh, a methodology of running an event, but the core idea behind running the event is it is the number one reason to call your database. It's the number one best piece of email to send, the best text message to send. Inviting to an event is incredibly powerful because people who attend events tend to A, give referrals because they're social people, right? You want social, you're looking for social people to be able to give referrals. But there's a lot of other layers to events, right? So first we have people identify their their top people. Then we run the event. Once that's established, then it's about, we have people build a communication plan so they're communicating at a high level with the, by a high level, I mean phone calls, events, or one-to-one meetings with high level. And then they're starting to build out that network, uh, with quality people, um, that can, you know, again, that can send business on a regular basis. So it's, it's, it's a different level of thinking than just, you know, closing the transaction saying, Hey, I, I work by referral. Who do you know? Who's it's not, it's not that in fact, in our methodology, we do not ever ask for referrals verbally. We, we will electronically in a, in an email or are at our events in different ways, but it's all about inspiring people to want to help us and saying, How can I help? The answer is referrals. Um, so it's kind of our, our thing. Sorry, that's not a very step-by-step, I guess. No, that's okay, it, it's but it's very yeah. different for each person, is the kind of the hard part.
1: <laughs> no, that's that's fine. That's great. But I think one of the things you you just said is key, right? Like it's not asking for that referral, it's inspiring yeah. to refer. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the goal. Right. Yeah. It's to keep yeah. you top of mind mm-hmm. as a referral so that you can be that go-to person for whatever mm-hmm. that is.
0: Yeah, and and just offering to help. And, um, you know, there's uh, generosity is, uh, there's a lot of different ways people can help. Um, you know, if, if someone, you know, we mentioned before, like if someone desperately needs a plumber and you happen to be the one that calls and says, anything I can do to help them. (laughs) I need a plumber and I'm just not having any luck. And do you know anyone that's reasonable? I'm concerned about this. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. You just help them and they're going to want to, um, you're, you're building that relationship so strongly. And there's a lot of different ways to help people that, um, that builds to that. And then learning what, you know, the base of the system is teaching people, that the way to repay your generosity is with referrals. So you know, if it's like, well, how can I help you? The answer is always referrals. You know, um, and making sure they know that the way to give back is is through referrals. And um, and that can be connections too. It doesn't always have to be a a direct sales opportunity. You know, thinking of other industries and such. But that's a big um, that's a big core of it. So that's kind of the thing. You know, we if you look at the book. Uh, the main character, Rick, he starts out by writing handwritten notes to everyone in this database, right? Now, we we cut that down a little bit and and because we start with the, you know, who are your energetic people? But in the book, Rick didn't do that, right? Then he starts networking. So he starts going out, meeting new people, meeting influential people. Then he is meeting with them one-to-one in a way that creates a great first impression and like I said builds the relationship very quickly that one-to-one meeting is all about them it's not about him but there are some tools to help educate on how he's able to help people and then from there he just gets so darn busy he has to start doing all the you know time blocking and some of the other kind of personal growth stuff right and then and then it goes more complex from there but that's the core of everything you know when I when I started in the system, It's exactly what I did. I started with uh, generosity calls, basically, like reaching out, how can I help? Then I started meeting with people one-to-one, four people a week, stacked back-to-back in the same location. We call it a networking stack. Uh, Then I ran my first event. Then I did a lot more generosity calls. (laughs) Then I ran my second event. And my first event to my second event was uh, quadruple the number of people because I started communicating. And so that's kind of what, and I started sending success stories to my database um, about how I'm able to help people because that's an important part is if you're working by referral and you're letting people know that you're working by referral, then they need to understand how you're helping people. So we have, uh, we have success stories that we teach people to send. So it's not, hey, you know, this is what's going on in the market. And, and so it's like, this is how I helped other people who are just like you. And do you know anyone who's looking to buy? Who do you know who's like these people who may be looking to buy, sell, or invest? Give me a call. Here's my number. i respond to the email. Again, selling through, not to, and, uh, and so I, that's, that was the core of what I did when I started and that kind of launched everything. So from there <laughs> in a very different business, but nonetheless, the uh, core is always it's still
1: communication at the end of yeah. the day, right. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, frame, sure. that framework applies. It applies to any business, not just real yeah. estate. It doesn't matter if you're in the mortgage business or exactly. the or pest control, like it's irrelevant. This yeah. that stack, I mean, if you will, is the same. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've had
0: healthcare broker, group healthcare broker, marketing agency, uh, lender, um, trying to think like who else has been a solar guy, a, uh, a personal trainer uh, who runs a gym. Um, so across industries, it's always ultimately the same. You know, yeah. it's just all that you're really doing is changing when you're looking for sources. It may be a different industry, but at the core, <clears throat> even with that, you know, it's much more about finding people around you who resonate with your values. I always say the the biggest key, like here's the, just boil it all down to the very bottom. right? It's like, okay, I'm giving away all the, <laughs> don't need to come to the webinar now, cause you know, but it's <laughs> like, give it all away. But you know, the number one thing I found, if you wanna build a business on referrals is find generous givers and appreciative receivers and be both by being both actually, right? Attract them by being both when people start to pay attention to who's appreciative and pay attention to who's generous and then put more intention to those people, it doesn't matter what they do, they're going to find a way to work together to help each other and and refer in some way. And that's what I found to be true more than anything um, along the journey.
1: <laughs> I love that. Thanks yeah. for sharing, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a long talker, so. No, this, man, this is awesome. This Love is it. <laughs> golden nugget after golden nugget when it <laughs> comes to just—I mean, we're talking about the basis of a relationship. Yeah, right? it doesn't matter who it is. It could be you and I just meeting for the first time, or uh, past clients coming back, or your spouse, mm-hmm. or your partner. It's—it's it's all relevant. Yeah, you are going whatever you put into it. You're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's yeah. that simple at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I just wish um, and we're, we're doing our part, right, to shift the thought processes. But like, I wish that, um, you know, that really the biggest challenge in it is that mindset shift into you, you can do 10 calls to people that you like that you get along with that you genuinely enjoy spending time with, instead of making 200 calls to the strangers, but mentally, it's hard to be like, yeah. Okay. I did my income-producing activity for today. <laughs> you know, um, and that's a big shift that people that 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 people have to make when they're starting up with things. And uh, you know, I just the more you just learn to get to know people and show that you care, the more that um, the referrals come ultimately. You know, and communicate.
1: <laughs> so, what would you tell somebody who's struggling? Somebody who is more of an introvert in general. Yeah and they are struggling to get out of their shell and network or talk to people, even just to have a conversation with 10 people close to them. What would you tell somebody who's like facing that struggle? Uh,
0: Well, two things. One is I'm an introvert. Now I know that's hard to believe because I I flipped the switch, right? But the the reality is, and so is Michael, right? The author of the book. He's also, but he's a speaker, you know? Um, A lot of speakers are introverts actually you know, it's all about what gives you energy. And so the the beauty of this entire system is you can make it work for you. So if you're um, someone that's shy, and you are really drained by being around a lot of people, a lot of time, then your methodology to this may be even more about less people. And what I mean by that is, If you are an introvert and uh, working on getting out of your shell, then find five, make friends with five really extroverted talkers, (laughs) right? Because they're going to do all the hard work for you. (laughs) And uh, versus people that naturally, they'll just talk to anybody. Okay, then they naturally talk to anybody. But that's been one of, uh, I've gone through that myself of, I mean, (laughs) when I started, 2012, my first networking event, I was terrified. I was a card thrower. I was terrified. I didn't, I was not confident. And so it was just one step in front of the other to learn how to go in these environments and, you know, kind of flip the switch uh, when needed. But I also recognize that I'm really drained after an event. And so I I, I guess my answer is it's about self-awareness. It's know thyself right? Know what is your strength? What will you do? There's a hundred strategies in the book. So pick the one that you think is going to work for you and do it and master it. You don't need to know, you don't have to do everything in the in the book. I mean, there's over a hundred, right? You don't have to do everything. You find what works for you. One-to-one meetings drain me. So I don't do a lot of them anymore. I wrote I like four in a row. Oh, I was dead, dead to the world after that. I couldn't do it. So I was like, I'm just going to do two because I don't, you know, and the business progressed, so it wasn't as necessary to do so many, but that it's just finding what works for you. And then I think the other thing is um, one of the things so I'm I'm also a certified high performance coach, which is, um, which is a, a, a specific type of coaching that's all about how to achieve and sustain success over the long term while maintaining well-being and positive relationships. And so one of the things that I do from that side of things when I'm coaching people is To say, hey, just start by identifying, pick three words that define how you want to show up, you know, what's going to guide your thoughts and actions every day and just seek to be that every day that becomes your North Star um for you to guide a internally but also how you want to interact with other people and so when you're when you're shy but if you take the moment and you decide well the best version of me is 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 courageous the best version of me is influential or if you find those words that resonate with you um and then remind yourself of those words every day that will move you forward and it it might take a while. I mean, it's how many years? I'm almost a decade at this, like to get to the point of of being here. You know, it's just a lot of personal growth. So in the short term, you can just focus on the the finding the people who can do the talking for you, right? Like, even if you're going to do an event and you're and you're thinking, oh, the idea of an event is like oh, way too much. Well, the thing about it is the event can be 10 people. It doesn't have to be 100. The event can also... The, actually, the magic of the events in particular is that it brings people together. It's not about you. It's about everybody else in the room connecting. Um, so it it actually, I mean, sometimes at my own events, I'm kind of standing around, <laughs> no one to talk to. They're all talking to each other, which is fine. You know, so there's also that. Or you can do uh, different strategy. You know, I I took a small group of eight people to SeaWorld last year, and that was incredibly, I was just having fun. But all those people are business people, all people I had relationship with, but they didn't know each other. So that ended up being powerful. So I think the system is literally built for introverts or ambiverts, right? Um, Extroverts, they're naturally, you know, they have no issue, right? But the system's really built for that because the concept is build relationship with other people who speak highly of you and refer you willingly. You don't have to do all the work. You know, now I'm kind of at the point where other, I've got those people that know me, they're referring good connections to me. I don't really do any networking locally anymore. Um, other than my, my one networking group, but I don't go to a lot of other stuff because I have now people are out there and going, Oh, you have to meet Tommy with an H you have to. And so I get the introduction and then there you go. I didn't have to do all that work. And then by the time they get to me, it doesn't drain me because the people that referred them to me, I know we're aligned. Like we're not going to be up here talking surface level stuff, small talk. Like introverts hate small talk, right? So like you got to get down to the, let's get to the core of who we are and and really connect. Because once an introvert typically connects with somebody, it's no longer draining to them. So that's a big, that's again, finding what works for you. That's one of the things I do in my one-to-ones is like I actually ask the other person to give me words that describe them that starts with each letter of their name, thus my, if this ever ends up on YouTube, my community background, right, all these graphics. Now, I, if someone says that they're tenacious, helpful, optimistic, magnetic, manifesting, and young at heart, I learn a lot about them just by those words. Now we can really have a conversation instead of, you know, how's the weather and the traffic sucks. Like, you know, it's like that kind of thing. So it's just, you know, you just have to lean into who you are and always be paying attention to what's working and what's not working and, and leaning in wherever you find just go wherever the feeling is positive and just keep following that and, and you'll find what works for you. It's a really long answer to a short question.
1: No, I love that. (laughs) I think that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to be conscientious of your time, so what I would like to do is a couple things. Number one, for whoever is listening to this and they can take away one golden nugget, it could mm. be something we already covered or it could be something we haven't covered. What's one thing that you would like to pay forward to everybody out there?
0: Mm. Good question. We are living in a human experience, we we're born. We grow, we die, and the legacy we leave behind is the quality of our relationships. You cannot fail building a business on relationships because at the core, especially with these strategies, but in general, you cannot fail building a business on relationships because it's who we are. It is the center of the human experience. So um, lean in. To love generosity and appreciation, because you—you you literally, it's impossible to fail with those with those values and being those values.
1: Love that, man. That was the golden <laughs> nugget. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Player. So, couple couple things to wrap it up. Number one, where can people find you? Number two, where can people get the book?
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So we have uh, we have the Generosity Generation is our Facebook group. So join gengen.com. Um, we'll take you there. There's a couple of questions to come in. People get referrals from being in there. I mean, every week people are asking, hey, I need an agent here. I need an agent there. And unlike most groups, you know, it's not about what broker you're with. It's about the fact that these people are doing business this way. And so you can feel more confident referring them. Um, so join Jen is the first one. And then um, the book, if you go to thebookonreferrals.com, it will take you to Amazon and um, you can buy the book there. And then I, I'd throw in there too, if you're like, oh, I, I don't have time at the moment, you know, to read the book or something. We just launched Referral Library, which is totally free and has all kinds of um, free resources that are based on the book. But even if you hadn't read the book, there's magazines in there. Uh, we had a referrals magazine for years. So there's 12 issues of that, a bunch of our podcasts and stuff. So um, that's a great thing. That For that one, you actually have to go to referralmasteryacademy.com. And then there's a there's a button that says, get your library card, and then you can you can sign up there. So those are kind of the three main things. And Come on over to, it's like, that's yes, for one, right? But it's like, we have so many, we have so much free content out there that it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, so we have the referrals podcast um, as well. So we're at 200, uh, we're over 200 episodes now. So um, yeah, so come subscribe to the podcast, whatever, whatever floats your boat, pick a direction, but uh, start with Gen, you know, come into the community kind of thing.
1: Tommy, so. this has been awesome, man. Thanks Thank for you for joining me today. In the yeah, CK. thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> thanks for having me. I uh, I look forward to it. And and uh, if anyone has any questions, uh, I'm easy to find because I'm, I'm, I spell my name with an H. So T-H-O-M-M-Y, San, uh, Sandvik is my last name, S A N D V I C K. So you can find me on Facebook there too.
1: Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.